Blog Talk Radio. Hi, and welcome to The Art of Film Funding. I'm your co-host, Claire Papan, along with Carol Dean, author of the best-selling book, The Art of Film Funding. Carol is also the founder and president of From the Heart Productions and the host of this show. Carol Dean is a producer, as well as the author of The Art of Film Funding, second edition, and The Art of Manifesting, Creating Your Future. Her executive producer credits are BAM 6.6, Women Behind the Camera, Step Away from the Stone, American Chain Gang, and more on IMBD. Carol is an entrepreneur who created and ran a film business in Hollywood, New York City, and also Chicago for 33 years. She sold it in 2001. She created the Roy Dean Film Grant in 1992 and has given over $2,500,000 in grants to independent filmmakers and helped to produce over 45 films. Carol is currently the president of From the Heart Productions, a 501c3 nonprofit, where she manages the grant and fiscal sponsorships for the nonprofit and she teaches intentional film funding with Tom Malloy through FromTheHeartProductions.com. And Carol, before we even begin and get into the science of getting rich, tell me about any of the classes that you have taught that you are um, about to, you're going to be bringing some more classes in very soon. Yes. Thank you, Claire. Thank you very much. What a kind introduction. Um, when you hear your whole life put put out like that, it sounds it sounds wonderful. But I think I'm just getting started with what I came in here to do, and those are the classes that I want to do in the future about um, bringing using your mind to create your future and bringing abundance to you and your family, and living uh, a prosperous life on all areas. So people who are interested in learning how to use your mind to create your future should get uh, in contact with us. Either uh, go to fromtheheartproductions.com and uh, contact me through info at fromtheheartproductions.com or sign up for the newsletter and you'll always be given information about our upcoming classes. Most of the time I'm teaching how to use your mind to create your future to filmmakers, but we are expanding because we do feel that this knowledge works on any level, and if we can help filmmakers raise money, we can help people raise money for their lives and improve them. So uh, it'll be on prosperity, abundance, and uh, learning how to give gratitude on a daily basis for all we have. Right. Yes. And I know that anyone listening who'd like to learn more, they you know about these classes, they can go to the website as well at fromtheheartproductions.com, and they can email you at info at fromtheheartproductions.com as well and uh, you can always send an outline and so forth when whenever uh, the classes are are coming up i know that you plan on having some in the near future 
And, you know, there's a little bit about Tom Malloy, too. You, you and Tom have taught together with some of the classes also. And uh, would you tell us a little bit about that, too? Yes, we have so much fun. Uh, Tom is a brilliant man. Uh, he's raised over $20 million to produce films. I, I've lost count. Maybe he's got 10 or 12 films that he's produced. He's an actor who became a writer to write his own script so that he had acting parts, and then he realized he had to be a producer to raise the money to be the actor. So he is a true hyphenate. He is an actor, writer, producer, and he's got the on-the-street experience for raising money that that you really need and has such good guidance for filmmakers. So... Anyone listening who'd like to join or learn more about um, the Tom Malloy and I, this is a class where our students set goals to work to achieve them over four months because we have to first change your mindset about your attitude towards money, plus you need to get the three tenets uh, which we feel for funding are your pitch, your deck for a feature or your proposal for a feature, uh, for a doc, and your budget. You have to have those three things in perfect order before you want to get out on the street and start looking for money because you're never going to get back into um, a failed pitch session. You, start, you have to start all over again. So we just have a lot of fun. We cover everything important, most important stuff like how you handle yourself when you get into an office and you want to make a good impression, but you want to pitch your film and when to talk and when not to talk and what to say and how to get in that office in the first place. Um, so we take people who are making documentaries, features, TV series, or webisodes, and we keep our classes small, about 15 or, uh, or even less, and we only do this twice a year. We start in February and then in September. So if you're interested in creating your future and funding your film, then I'll tell you this class is perfect for you because we work with the pitch uh, in the class and then privately. So your job is really to learn how to raise money with Tom and I. And we do eight classes and then you have four personal consultations with Tom and I to hone your pitch and your proposal down to your own film. And really, the cost of the consultations alone are worth more than the cost of the class. So we keep it very reasonable. Tom donates his time through From the Heart, the nonprofit. So... Um, we had a filmmaker, Claire, who came to us as a first-time filmmaker, and uh, she went on to finish her film, and Tom, she got Tom to get in and work on her film as a producer. He helped her make the film. He even had an acting part in it. She went on to win awards. She got it on Showtime, and she is now a sought-after filmmaker, so we're very proud of her. And when you look on the page... At From the Heart Productions, under mentoring classes, you'll look for intentional filmmaking class, and you'll see some of the great testimonials we have. <laughs> you can't get any better than the one you just shared, really. Yes. That's that pretty fun? great. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, let's get into the work with The Science of Getting Rich. And first, let's start with, let us know what really prompted you to videos on the science of getting rich. 
I, I feel that Wallace D. Wattles has been totally overlooked, and it's time to bring him back into the public's eye. You know, his work has been lost to us, and I decided to take on this job of bringing it back to our attention because Wallace knew how to make things happen. He knew how to create his future, and he brought abundance and wealth to himself and his family. And we all need to be abundant. So I think his material is really important, and his information has been used for many self-help books. And seldom did anyone say or quote, this is from Wallace D. Waddles. So I think that's important. Yes, it is. Yes, and bringing it back is very important. So tell us who he is. Who is Wallace D. Waddles? And and why have I not heard about him before? (laughs) until you started sharing this information. Well, see, he he was a a serious man, uh, and he wrote The Science of Getting Rich and some other very important books about the power of your mind because he realized the power back in the 1900s, 1904, 1905. He was writing these things, and this is where uh, books like Think and Grow Rich and uh, Rhonda used his information for The Secret but you won't hear his name. That's why I wanted to promote who Wallace is and go right back to the very beginning to take his work as it was presented over 100 years ago. Uh, and it's amazing information. Uh, his groundbreaking discoveries can be used today because they will enrich your life. They'll bring you success. And if you're a filmmaker, it'll help you realize your full potential. It is timeless information. How does getting rich support the power of your mind, though, Carol? Well, I like the way Wallace says uh, in his book that to fully make use of your creative powers, you need to be rich. This is the best reason in the world. You've got to be rich. Mm -hmm. With money, you can use your creativity for your art and for your family. And the object of all life is development. So to be developed, you need money. And he thinks that every man and woman should have money so they can unfold their soul and develop their talent. And he says that uh, our right to life means our right to have free and unrestricted use of everything that we need for our fullest unfoldment. And our right to be rich is part of that. So everyone should have that which can contribute to the power elegance and richness of life that's a perfect quote from him so he says it's perfectly right that you should desire to be rich so you should give your best attention to these teachings okay so let's begin then and learn about what the science of getting rich is Well, he says it's an exact science like algebra, and I have to agree with him. You know, there are certain laws, universal laws, and they're always simple, but sometimes we get them wrong. And so getting them right and using them on a daily basis is the key. And sometimes, you know, they say it takes you 30 days to incorporate something in your life, something new you want to bring in. Well, this is certainly worth the attention to do that because um, certain laws, 
Wallace said, govern the process of acquiring riches. And when they are learned and obeyed, you will get rich. He says, no matter how poor you may be, if you begin to do things in the, quote, certain way, unquote, you will begin to get rich and you will begin to have capital. So he wants us to understand that everything you see on earth is made from one original substance, which he also calls Mm -hmm. the formless substance. And this was way before quantum physics or quantum science. So Wallace is talking about a powerful energy that we really have yet to harness or master. Uh, And he says that there's no limit to the supply of this original substance, that the universe is made from it. In other words, the spaces in and between the forms of the visible universe are permeated with it. The universe is filled with this original substance. That's the name he gave it. Mm -hmm. So but what we know today is that quantum physics says that this is true. It says that if you and I were sitting three feet apart, the energy mm-hmm. between us is enough to boil all the oceans on the earth. And this energy wow. is all around us. I know it's an incredible amount of energy, and that's where we have to go next. You see, Tesla used that. He used this energy mm-hmm. in a natural way to create power. So it's all around us, and it's in space, and it's between all things in our universe. I think this is the formless substance that he knew existed, and and it's what physics call the quantum field. And they are saying that this is where we have to go for our next energy source. And he was right. Mm -hmm. Wallace believed that the resources of this original substance are at the command of every man or woman who will act and think in a certain way. Gotcha. Okay. And isn't that formless stuff, the theory that one is all and that all is one, that one substance manifests itself as the seeming many elements of the material world. And this is of the Hindu origin, I think. It, it, it may have originated uh, back that far where this has been gradually winning its, you know, just really moving its way into the thought of the Western world for the past 200 years or so. Would you agree? Absolutely, Claire. It's the foundation of the Oriental philosophies, and it's the foundation of uh, Spinoza, Emerson, Descartes. um, And he, uh, Wallace, uses these five terms, original substance, formless substance, formless stuff. (laughs) Love that one. Thinking Mm -hmm. substance and thinking stuff along with a number of others that he used over the years. But all these various names he used when he was referring to the one substance, and that is from which mm-hmm. all things are made. So I think that we just have to realize that all is one and one is all. And when you hear these terms mm-hmm. used interchangeably, they all mean the same thing. It's one creative substance. Right. You know, I I remember during a meditation one time when I was asking about um, thoughts 
in the world and, and thoughts that I have. And that sometimes when a thought pops in my mind that would be labeled as negative, um, then I, I, I thought about, well, you know, do I need to be concerned about this? I just had this negative thought. And so I asked in meditation, you know, what do I do with the negative thoughts when they do come up so that they don't create in my life uh, things that, I, that I'm not interested in creating? And what I got was, the answer I got was, so three pearls for every stone. And what I understood from that was, just keep creating the positive thoughts intentionally and the negative thoughts will not have the, the original power. Exactly, Claire. We do this in our intentional filmmaking class. See, the first thing you do when you want to create your future is you take uh, one or two goals and you make them simple and you write out your goals and you put them on the mirror and you have your goals and then you have your action plan underneath the goals because this is right and left brain working together you have to have a to-do list to achieve it you don't just go sit on the couch and watch tv you have things that you have to do but the first thing you have to do is create the positive image of what you want and going back to the negative stuff it does come filtering through the brain of course and so you can remove that or uh, throw your sow your three pearls through your daily focus on what it is that you want to achieve. Your constant visualization and constantly you are sending the knowledge that you have what you want to the subconscious, from the conscious to the mm, subconscious. Yes. And many times people are, you know, you talk to them and say, oh, yes, I do that all the time. I say I'm going to have. I will be doing. No, no. That's always in the future. That doesn't happen. So it's getting the concept correct, and that is pretending it has happened. You have to move to that position (laughs) where you believe it so that your subconscious listens to the conscious because it knows nothing but to believe what the conscious tells it. The subconscious doesn't create. It's a receptive part of you. So when you tell the subconscious that you have achieved your goal, that's a fact, then the, then the universe starts to work and moves things to bring things to you. But the, the focus is the key. Yes, yes. And so how do we use this original substance? This, uh, that's one of the things that, that he calls it, original sum- substance, formless substance. How do we use this? Okay. Well, he says that you need to use his ideas as if they were proven because they are. First, uh, this is true. So you have to believe it. All right. So when the conscious believes it, then it sends it to the subconscious, which is where things are created. And the subconscious says, okay, if you believe that, then it's true. And so this is why he is so adamant that you have to walk in believing. And then you can prove these things are true by acting on a set of principles that he has outlined. So the first principle in the science of getting rich is to understand that thought 
is the only power which can produce tangible results from the original or the formless substance. He says a thought of form, like when you imagine something in your head, that produces the physical form. We live in a thought world which is part of a thought universe. That's another quote from him. So no thought of form can be impressed on the original substance without causing the creation of the physical form. So think about the Marvel Comics superpower heroes whose films are now so much in demand. They were originally thoughts in somebody's head, and they had to see them to create them. So Wallace says, quote, We are a thinking center, and we can originate thought. And all the physical forms we fashion with our hands must first exist in our thought. So we cannot shape a thing until we have thought that thing, unquote. Mm -hmm. So in other words, if you want to build a new table, you have to see that table in your mind before you can build it. You have to imagine it first, then you can create it and bring it into physical form. So thought in thinking substance produces shapes. And we communicate mm-hmm. our thought to original thinking substance when we're thinking. And we can cause the creation or the formation of the thing we think about. It's that simple. Wow. Okay. Yes, yes. And so what I hear you saying is that when you teach people to visualize their goals in order to achieve them, You're asking them to create a thought form that will bring that thought into reality. Right. Exactly right. We can form things in our thought, and by impressing our thought upon formless substance can cause the thing we think about to be created. So to do this, you need to acquire the ability to think in the certain way. And this is the first step towards getting rich. Okay, so what does it mean to think in a certain way? Well, we have to pretend like we did when we were children. We have to imagine. So we need to see it, feel it, believe it, and know that something that is not actually is. We have to pretend like we did when we were kids. Remember when you were a child and you would see things in your mind like they really existed, even if they didn't. And uh, do you remember when I made you that ballet outfit? You showed me something you wanted, and I created it for you with lots of white, stiff tulle. Remember? Yes. Yes, I do remember that. Uh, I was very young, and uh, I was going to have a ballet recital at the the Hollywood Bowl, <laughs> and um, I really needed a very special ballet costume. I remember that very well. And that was so much fun. So you told me that's what you needed, uh, and we and I looked at whatever it is. You showed me something, and uh, I said, okay, I can make that, because neither one of us had a lot of money at the time, and you knew you were going to get it. You knew I could make it, and... I knew I could make it, even though I, I would never attempt something like that today. So you saw it finished. I saw it finished. And it was a vision that we shared. And uh, and this is, uh, Wallace says, is a second principle. To think according to appearance is easy, but to think regardless of appearance 
is laborious and requires the expenditure of more power than any other work we're called upon to perform. So, um, for example, let's say you want a new dining room table. So when, when you look at what you have, don't see what you have. You see the new expensive hand-carved set of six chairs and a lovely table. This is what he says is difficult. You have to imagine that constantly. And he says there's no labor from which people shrink as they do from that of sustained thought. It's the hardest work in the world. And he's right. It's especially true when truth is contrary to appearances. So let's say you want to write a book. And if you keep saying, I have an award-winning book, you have to think very hard to create that in your mind because your left brain wants to say, what? You you just have an idea. You You don't have a book. So you have to dispel all these thoughts and see the finished book cover and all. You have to feel it finished because feelings are the power to produce this thought form. So your joy at thinking that I could make you a ballet uh, outfit drove me to do it because your feelings were there and I could feel them. And they came through with my focus on the vision and I gave it time to do it, and the costume became a reality. So we took something that was a thought, and we formed it in our minds. We saw it, and then we brought it into a reality. Yeah, it's a beautiful example. So you have to put the energy into your thought form that it is finished and truly exists, and and then also why are feelings so important in this process? (laughs) feelings are like putting STP in your gas tank. They heighten the creation process. Feelings are creators. Our feelings are powerful ways to manifest. So you need to send your visions of your future to the universe and to your subconscious with emotional feelings of completion, confidence, joy, total belief, and uh just know that it exists truly what you see truly exists okay now would you do this in a meditation yeah i would um but um you know there are ways to meditate i mean walk on the beach can be a meditation a walk in a park a walk down the street driving a lot of people meditate when they're driving <laughs> i know they it's probably not a great place but they can zone out and this is so a meditation can be everywhere i do like you to have a quiet place where you can feel the completion and feel the joy and feel the success from this magnificent gift see we have to realize that we we are creative people. Our, we came in here with the ability to create our future. And somehow this information, this belief, this feeling got lost. And we began to compete and not create. So we have to get back into the creative consciousness and stay away from the competition consciousness So one of the ways we do that is we always give gratitude with our thoughts and say that you are in gratitude and you feel it and you feel how grateful for who you are and what you have done with your life so far. 
and you are thankful for this vision that you're working on and pretend you already have it. Now, at night when you go to sleep, you use your sleep time. So you take your vision into bed with you, and as you're going to sleep, you feel into the vision, and you send this completed thought to the universe and your subconscious because your vision is completed. You feel it, you see it, you hear it, it exists. Now, Mm -hmm. Wallace explains that every appearance in the visual or the visible world tends to produce a corresponding form in the mind which observes it. This can only be prevented by holding the thought of the truth, meaning that everything is perfect. Yes. Wow. Well, you know, that can be challenging sometimes, though. How do, you, how do you think all is perfect if you're dealing with somebody who is very ill, for example? Well, yes. Wallace actually addressed that in Thinking Grow Rich. And he says, for example, to look upon the appearance of disease will produce the form of disease in your own mind and ultimately in your body unless you hold the thought of the truth which is that there is no disease. It is only an appearance, and the reality is health. So to do this requires power, and he who acquires his power becomes a mastermind. He can conquer fate. He can have what he wants. That's Mm a quote. So you must always see yourself or the ill person in excellent health. That is an option that you want to see manifest. Mm Mm-hmm. And I, I suppose you can do it for yourself as well, not just other people that you love and that you want to see uh, become healthy. You know, I, I have a, a, this reminds me of a book that I read. Um, I, I'm trying to remember the author's name. I think it was Kahili King. And he studied with some of the, um, some of the shamans that he worked with in Hawaii. And I remember him uh, giving an example one time when he was walking across a stream and he sprained his ankle really badly wow. in the middle of that that uh, spring. And uh, he he stopped and he thought, you know, I'm going to use the tools that I learned from the shaman. And one of those ways was to look at the ankle that was healthy and strong and feel all this gratitude for it. And then he transferred all of that gratitude over to the ankle that he just sprained. And within moments, this, this huge swollen ankle dissipated back into its normal form and the pain was released and he was able to complete walking across the stream. And wow. so this sounds a, very similar to what you're talking about. And yes. I know that when, oh, I'm sorry, go ahead. No, I'm totally agreeing. You're absolutely right. It is oh, yes. the same thing Wallace is saying. Yes. So I need to remember that we must grasp the truth that every thought held in this substance becomes a form. Exactly, and the and using the gratitude uh, and using the image of the happy or healthy ankle and transferring that image to the injured ankle is an incredible concept, uh, and and I fully believe it can happen. I'd love 
the I Am Disciplines, the uh, books that were channeled from Saint Germain. And that attitude is, I am healthy, I am happy, I am healthy. Using the power of the I am, and that's exactly what he did. He said, I am healthy. Uh, And he said it for Mm -hmm. his ankle. (laughs) And it worked. Yes, he did. Yeah, so the universe wants you to have everything you want. So your purpose has to be in line with nature. So you want to get rich in order that you may eat, drink, and play a good part in helping the world to find the truth. You can help others by making the most of yourself than in any other way. And I think that that is a very important thing to remember, that getting rich will allow you to help others. So... You know, there's nothing wrong with money. Money is here to aid and support and nurture each other. So this original substance will make things for you, but it will not take things away from anyone else to give them to you. So you're, you must realize that. You're here to create. You're not here to compete for what is already created. Mm-hmm. So you have to realize Yes, I can create something, and and I'm not hurting anyone. I'm giving to me what I want, and there is plenty, more than enough to go around. So you have to get rid of competition in your mind and become a creator of what you want because supply is not limited. So you really need to believe this because that frees you up to create. Yes, And, you know, that goes against all we were told, that you have to compete to get the best grades, to get the best jobs. But what this is, you know, with this you can create your future and not compete. You can create by working with the universal laws, right? Yes. There's this wonderful energy that is there when you are living in your creation Uh, mode when you realize that you are a creator you have the ability to create your future to give yourself what you want and your family and it you just have to move outside of the collective unconscious you have to get into the creative Mm -hmm. unconscious because if you look at creative people, I mean, there's, there's no limit. There's, forget the skies. Skies is not the limit anymore, nor is the universe. Creatives think way outside of our dimension even. And that's who you want to be. You want to feel that your potential is limitless. So you always look at the limitless riches in the formless substance, and you know that they are part of your future. Never worry. Keep your mind on your vision. You can create form from the formless structure around you. Example, and this is from his book, if you want a a new machine, hold the mental image of it with the most positive certainty that it's being made or it's on its way to you. And after forming the thought have the most absolute faith that it's coming. Because this thinking substance has created all the machines already, and it will cause the creation of one for you when you set it in motion by desire and by invincible faith. That's a quote from Wallace. And Wallace uses a story of a man who was very poor, and he only wanted a few things. First, he wanted a better stove for the house he lived in. So he 
began to look at the stove he had as the new stove he wanted. He saw the new stove, and he began to believe it, and daily he knew it was his, and believe it or not, he received the stove that he wanted. So then he began to feel confident, and he started forming an image of a rug for the floor to give him even more warmth, and that came to him too. So after a while, he realized that this really works, and so he started asking for larger things, and he asked for the house to be his, and when and when Wallace was writing the book, he said, and now it is his. He, he owns the house, and Wow. He is still improving the house one thing at a time. So, yes, it takes a lot of focus, uh, and we, and this is the big problem. Our lives are so full these days that we have to give ourselves time to focus, and quiet time mm-hmm. and daydreaming time are paramount to creating your future. I think that you need to do this. It's It's how you think and grow rich. You threw your, if you want to call it daydreaming, I love it. Um, I remember when you helped me, we interviewed Fred Allen Wolf on this show. And oh, yes. <laughs> we went back to his book about daydreaming. I'm sorry, his book about um, dreams. And I said to him in, an interv- in the interview that he said, Daydreaming is like a handshake across time. It's as if something happens and you will find that what you daydream comes true in the future. And you will say, oh, that's deja vu. Where did that come from? You daydreamed it. And and I will mm-hmm. tell you that I remember getting my mother coming home one day. Uh, or I came home from school. She was there, and she was furious. Now, Mother was a Scorpio, so she could get really mad at me. <laughs> so she said, <laughs> what are you doing? And, and you're not in that classroom. And I said, oh, God, you'll be, no, I'm there, I'm there, Mom, I'm there all the time. She said, but your teacher, I went to see your teacher today, and she said that the body may be there, but the mind isn't there. Well, she's absolutely right. I was always daydreaming in school. Um, I was watching uh, the migration of the wilderbeest in the great Serengeti, because I loved all these adventure books, and I was uh, ballooning over the the great serengeti i was also what was i doing oh, riding elephants in india well i did all those things claire all the things that i remember daydreaming about in uh, school i actually did so i know that there is a handshake across time i know you can daydream your future into being wow beautiful examples and amazing wisdom, Carol. Thank you for sharing these teachings today. And I know Thanks. you plan on teaching more and sharing more and expanding on these teachings in some of your upcoming classes and also, of course, the videos. You have eight videos already that <laughs> right. uh, share a lot of this wisdom. Yes. Yes, it's very important we give him credit. And uh, listen carefully to the words he used, because at that time he was stretching. He was way beyond the normal person. But he found and used these tenets to improve his life, and so can we. 
I'll bet he'd have quite a story to tell about how he found them. Yes. <laughs> That's quite true. <laughs> yes. All right. Well, Carol, um, once again, so that everyone knows how to reach you, would you go ahead and give us your website and email address again, please? Yes. It's from the heartproductions.com and you can email me at info at from the heartproductions.com. I'd love to know if you want to take some classes for uh, using the power of your mind to create your future and uh, what ideas and what you would like to know or have on our The Art of Film Funding show. Who should we interview? We're always open for new ideas. And what areas of uh, the filmmaking process would you like us to explore for you? Just let us know. Thank you. Thank you, Claire. Great. And then, oh, you're welcome. And Carol, I just have to say one more thing, too, and that is that you wrote the book, The Art of Manifesting, from your own uh, experiences and things that you've learned over the years and things that you have learned through your meditations, etc. And also you interviewed other people who have had almost miraculous stories, let's just say, in their own creation process. So I just want to remind our listeners that you have a wonderful, very powerful book on creation as well called The Art of Manifesting. Yes, Thank you for saying that. You know, right now, um, the, um, we've got that as a gift when you sign up for our newsletter at From the Heart. I love that book because it, uh, it's how it was running a film industry in the 70s, in the wild, uh, many, many skirt 70s, uh, and having uh, selling film to the nudie market before the X market ever came along. And the fun that we had when we started this business of buying and selling film stock and buying short ends and reselling them. So a lot of great stories on manifesting, creating your future is in the book. Okay. And then to sign up for your newsletter, they can do that through the website from theheartproductions.com. Right. Yes. Okay. Great. Well, once again, Carol, always, always a great pleasure to have you Thank share you. the wisdom that you have been. Oh, you're welcome. And we've done this show for several years now. So there's a wealth of information on all of the on-demand episodes that are all free right here on Blog Talk Radio as well. So I just want to remind the listeners, you can tune into any of those archives anytime you like and uh, reach out to Carol for, you know, with your comments and questions and suggestions for future shows. And Carol, once again, thank you so much for all that you do and all that you share. Oh, it's, it's a pleasure. Thank you, Claire. Best of luck. All right. And be well, everyone. Take good care. See you again. Okay. All right. Bye. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. 
Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.